Well, back with another edition of our Preps Podcast. This is Kyle Nedenrip, and again joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And uh, Logan, some big news in, in uh, NFL football this week. Where, where, where I guess I was uh, I was sitting at home watching the Miami uh, Miami versus Florida football game, and I, I was check, scrolling through Twitter like I'm prone to do, and uh, saw the uh, the tweet that that Andrew Luck was not going to be playing anymore, was retiring, and I have to admit I probably three or four times double-checked Adam Schefter's Twitter to make sure it wasn't Adam with three A's or, you know, the, the fake the fake guys that uh, tweet stuff out like that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it's one of those stories that you kind of never forget where you were. I wasn't anywhere special. I was sitting on my uh, in my chair watching football. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it's a, it's a shockwave through. It doesn't relate necessarily to high school football, but, but kind of through the Indianapolis football community. You know, something that no one saw coming, I don't think, unless you're in that very inner circle of the Colts and, and maybe had some inkling. But uh, I don't know if this will have any impact necessarily in high school football, but a huge story nonetheless this week. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was working over at the Indianapolis Speedrome, and all of, a, all of a sudden it seemed like everyone's phones in the press box started going off. and everyone's looking and I've never seen so many people double checking sources yeah. like that before I mean everyone was a reporter at that point you know <laughs> double check and making sure uh, I was Adam's actual Twitter account and and uh, it it definitely hit a wave and then it was okay ready camera three take camera three you know <laughs> it's like back to business but yeah it, it was it was mixed emotions from everyone and it, just a huge a, a huge wave of news coming in and everyone pouring in with emotions and opinions and I mean it was the it feels like some of the biggest Colts news uh, since you know it, it was determined that uh, the Colts were letting Peyton Manning go right. and, and moving on I mean it, it, that's what it feels like uh, is that type of emotion or equivalent maybe to Paul George announcing he wanted to be traded I mean where it, it seems like everyone yeah. kind of hits the heart a little bit right and it's one of those things where you know the, we don't have to delve much more mm-hmm. into it but it's it's you know, it becomes a polarizing topic all of a sudden. Where you know, you know, everybody's got an opinion on how it went down, and you know, I don't blame Adam. She- if Adam Schefter's got the scoop, you absolutely report. You know what you've got. I mean, I, I've even heard from people kind of blaming him as far as you know. <laughs> hey, it's his job to. That's why he gets paid what he gets paid. That's why he is who he is. He's pays. He's a great reporter, and that's your job is to report that news. As bad as the timing was, uh, with luck being at the game, but uh, nonetheless, that's a, it's a huge story. And uh, like I said, I don't know. I, I am kind of curious the impact of, of maybe you know parents, maybe you know. And then we see the the Rob Gronkowski uh, news today about him. You know, kind of having trouble playing football. You know, just mentally. Uh, and you know, there is the the obviously concussion concerns and all that. So I, you know, maybe there's some some uh, impact from that uh, down the line and. And those sorts of things, but uh, nonetheless, a big story in Colts uh, in, in, in the Indianapolis football community this week. But uh, more big news this week, Logan. With uh, I think the biggest game maybe of the regular season entirely in high school football is is New Pal at Center Grove. And, and you know, let's talk about Center Grove just a little bit. Um, you know, we both saw them play Warren Central on Friday, twenty one to fourteen loss for Center Grove. But I'll be honest, I, I felt a lot, in a lot of ways. Center Grove was the better team in that game for the first half, especially for sure. And to only have a seven nothing lead uh, going into halftime, they had to be kicking themselves because they were a better team in the first half and should have had a bigger lead than they did. 
Uh, even without Carson Steele, who who's been out with a, a hamstring, and uh, hopefully you know uh, he can make it back here uh, before too long. But uh, even without him, I thought you know they looked they looked really good. I mean, I, and even losing that game, I didn't come away feeling like oh man, they're it's going to be a down. No, even if Carson doesn't come back for a while, I think they've got some good pieces there. No, Center Grove definitely looked scary good. I mean, it, it was a team that is led by a lot of sophomores out mm-hmm. there, and they made some sophomore mistakes. There were a lot of fumbles in that first half, and you mentioned it was only 7 nothing at halftime, but Center Grove was walking up and down the field with ease against Warren Central's defense, and, and they had to be kicking themselves, as you said. I mean, going into halftime, it, Warren Central w- was getting beat badly in the first half, but they still won that first half because they were only down 7 nothing. Right. They, they were bending, but they weren't breaking. They came up with the big plays. Warren Central Demons made the big plays that mattered, and Center Grove just couldn't quite recover from that. But I, 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 it, it, was a, it was a very, very impressive to watch Center Grove's offense move away from the wing tee and back to the wing tee. They were going out of a spread with mm-hmm. Taven Jackson. I mean, they, they have a lot of weapons, and, and that's a team I, it, I know it's early, but yeah. as a team, I would not want to see in no, come November, especially when Carson Steele gets back out on that field. Yeah, that, they're always a team anyway that's way different. First week of the season in August to the tournament, they're always a lot better, in my opinion, as, as they just kind of get locked in on what they do. Uh, I think this year especially, there, there's a lot of strides they can make. And, and Taven Jackson had his ups and downs in, in that first start, uh, definitely. But he showed the athletic ability – I was impressed. He took that team down the field with less than a minute left, mm-hmm. got to the six-yard line, and they kind of ran out. Of, they didn't have any timeouts and, and ran out of real estate there at the end. But I thought a good first game for him. Uh, I thought the, the 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 defense played really well for the most part. They were hurt by some big plays, though. And I was, you know, to give credit to Warren, I mean, they uh, they played like a champion team. I mean, they, they the heart of a, of a, of a champion may be a, sort of a cliche, but – uh, I thought that that partially won them the game, you know, because they just they don't allow themselves to get beat real easily. And I thought uh, Kobe Moore, you know, we can talk about him too. I, I second half uh, played really, really well. Randy Wells, I thought, ran hard throughout the game, and then Kobe Moore kind of got it going. Didn't do much of anything in the first half. Uh, second half, and I really enjoyed talking to him after the game too. He's a, he's a he's a kid who's in the choir, you know. He's he's a uh, uh, has other interests outside football, but man, he—he, he, I thought he played really well. Kind of gives you some confidence that he can do this moving forward for that team. Absolutely, like I said you got to give credit where credit's due. Warren Central still made the plays they needed to do to win. They got the turnovers. They had the big plays down the field. Like I said, with Kobe Moore uh, completing some long balls, uh, I tip my cap to the Warren Central coaching staff and mm-hmm. their play calling. They really did a nice job of, of balancing his act back there. I mean, there's a guy like you mentioned. I mean, he was a tight end a month ago, and now he's the starting quarterback for Warren Central, the defending 6A state champs. So uh, he's a he's a great athlete and and has a really big arm. And I, I think Warren Central is another team that can get even better. And and I was I was very impressed with Randy Wells. I knew he was really good going into. I'd seen him practice and seen him in the scrimmage, but watching him real time in mm-hmm. a regular season game, uh, he really impressed me for Warren Central. Yeah, Marquise Cross also had a big play late in that game, a strip sack and, and fumble recovery. And uh, that was a big play defensively, and a lot of lot of good defensive plays on both sides of the ball, really. Uh, but yeah, Randy Wells, I thought, you know, and I was watching him throughout the game. You know, you could see him come over the sideline. He was picking up, you know, Kobe Moore, and, and kind of being a vocal guy. And, and uh, so that, those are the sorts of things I enjoy watching. You know, not only kids who are talented, but but really kind of you know take that leadership role to another level. And to me, it seemed like 
you know, Randy seems to be that type of guy this year. And I think they have two good leaders there on offense with with Kobe Moore and, and Randy Wells. And, and I, you know, I, Kobe, you could see it in his face after the game. Just, just such a, you know, he's not a super emotional type of a kid. He said, you know, he doesn't get too up, too down. But, but after the game, you could tell how much that meant to him to to lead that team to a win in his first start. And now Logan, they they have an interesting game upcoming. Louisville Trinity comes in here. And they demolished Carmel in week one. So a huge test, you know, right away. You turn around from that Center Grove win, and, you know, I, probably fair to say Trinity's better than they were last year, and uh, we'll be looking to uh, kind of a revenge tour. <laughs> and they yeah. got it on Carmel for sure. And uh, now, you know, a tough, a tough matchup for Warren in week two. Yeah, definitely a tough matchup, but, but they're riding the high emotional wave right now of kind of a comeback win against Center Grove. Uh, in, in a week one matchup, they get Trinity back at home, mm-hmm. so that that's definitely going to help. And, and like we've talked about, I mean, Kobe Moore is only going to get better behind center. He's the the more time he has, the more lethal he's going to be. Above that whole Warren Central offense, so the defense did a good job of, like I said, get, making the big plays when they need to. Uh, and then there's something about you know the guys on the east side. I mean, it's just tough to win over there at Warren Central High School, and and uh, Trinity. Uh, Definitely had their way with Carmel. Uh, their Trinity's defense is really strong, really, really strong, and, and tough to run the ball against them. So Warren Central is going to have to find some holes to pick at to to kind of move the ball up and down the field. But uh, I think it still will be an exciting game. Uh, I think I think uh, it's it's always tough to to take out one of these mixed schools, and there's always some bragging rights and some pride on the line when you're facing someone out of state. Right. I don't want to go too far along without diving into that New Pal Center Grove game. Uh, what what's your you know kind of initial thought on this? Because I, I know you know New Pal thirty one to nine last year. It wasn't necessarily it wasn't like they just blew them out from the beginning. It was a close. It was seventeen to nine. I think pretty deep in the second half. Uh, Center Grove moved the ball some, uh, but they couldn't quite you know they couldn't just get over the hump. They they kind of lacked the big play explosion last year. And uh, Carson Steele you know, ran the ball really well that game. They're not going to have him most likely for this game. Uh, so that changes things a little bit, but to me, I, I see this as, as a you know a really good matchup. You know, what do you kind of say? Obviously, Charlie Spiegel's tough running back. You know, New Pal does what they do, and Center Grove does too. Kind of, what are your thoughts as we get into this, and, and uh, you know, what should be a great atmosphere on Friday night? Yeah, I, I definitely think Center Grove is is more talented this year than than they were last year. Uh, offensively, they they're able to open it up more. Uh, like I said, they, they've gone back to, to kind of a spread, mm-hmm. but they also run the wing tee to perfection still. I mean, then they have a bunch of young guys that I know are going to be really trying to get back in. Maybe felt like they let one slip away here against Warren Central, and they got to still experience that loss to New Pal last year. Uh, it, it's it's a game that I think is going to be very emotionally charged, and I, th- I think Center Groves has they have some more weapons offensively now. They they have some some more wrinkles in that offense that are going to help them move the ball mm-hmm. a little bit better than they did last year. Last year it felt like they'd take two steps forwards, three steps back. Uh, you know whether it was a penalty or you know a fumble or whatever. I think uh, Center Groves going to cut down on their turnovers. Uh, definitely, that's going to be a point of emphasis. Is, is obviously uh, the fumbles that that happened, but right. Center Grove has has multiple playmakers this year that are still healthy, like with uh, Connor Delp and Daniel mm-hmm. Weems and Mitchell Evans. I mean, those three guys were running all over Warren Central, mm-hmm. and Taven Jackson's phenomenal as well. So, I think Center Grove's going to come into this one really looking for for some revenge, and and they get New Pal at home, but. This is a, a new pal team that has Charlie Spiegel, who yeah. has run over everybody every time and done it twice. Yep. So, uh, new pal 
definitely wants this one. They they want to prove that that they can play with anyone. Yeah, this will be a lot of fun. I think you're right. I think Center Grove has more weapons maybe to make some big plays this year, uh, whereas last year they didn't have that necessarily on on the edges as much, um, you know, and were super reliant on Carson Steele. Uh, and that would make them obviously once they get him back, that'll make them even even really you know really tough on offense. So. I don't, it's hard to tell with Newpal because you know they just you know they beat Kokomo sixty three thirteen, and you know they they were they actually had a couple of uh, miscues in the first half and some turnovers, uh, but still you know it's a, it's a it's a no contest type of game, uh, so it's not you know it's it's hard to judge based off week one, uh, but I think in this case you sort of know what you got you know and I think we all know all right you know last year maybe we didn't know how how's Newpal gonna can they do this? You know, can they match up with a 6A uh, uh, program? And I, I was skeptical, uh, but this year you know they can do it, and their team might be even better than they were last year. So uh, to me, and I think they're both better than they were last year. I yeah. think you're right. So I, I think this sets up to be a great game. Again, you mentioned the three fumbles Center Grove had against Warren. To me, that was really the difference in the game oh, because absolutely. they were moving the ball uh, first half could have easily been twenty-one nothing or seventeen nothing or something. You know, mm-hmm. something to where uh, maybe Warren's not. You know, they probably wouldn't have been able to come back from that. So, you know, limit the turnovers. I think Center Grove's got a chance to win this game. Looking at it right now on, on Tuesday, which team would you pick in this game? Uh, I, w- I would go with Center Grove with, with with how they've been able to move the ball, and I really think they're going to clean up on some of those turnovers. I really do. I think that's going to be a it should be a point of emphasis during yeah. this week of practice. I think the guys know it as well. And and, and last week was the first week some of those sophomores had faced any adversity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it had been easy rolling for them. The offense was rolling. Then they had their backs against the wall and and kind of got punched pretty hard by mm-hmm. Warren Central, and they weren't able to fight back. So I think this is going to be kind of a gut check week for them. I think Center Grove last year kind of underestimated New Pal. I don't think they were necessarily looking at New Pal as, as a big-time game the way that New Pal was preparing for them. I think Center Grove has New Pal on their radar definitely right. this year. I think they've been ready for this one to, to come back and get them at home. So yeah. I think Center Grove is going to take it, but I think it's going to be a close one. And I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't talked to some New Pal guys. They were preparing for Center Grove in the summer. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was the team they were looking yeah. forward to, to playing. And I'm sure, you know, they have Center Grove's full attention as we get into this. So that'll be a great game. I'll have my prediction later in the week on that one. Uh, Logan, also, you know, as we look down the schedule, and wanted to ask you about this, too, because the Mick was 2-6. and six. I kind of wrote about it in our five things uh, uh, we learned from the weekend uh, on uh, Monday. But, uh, you know, 2-6 and six is, is so unlike you know what we're <laughs> used to seeing. And one of those wins, of course, was Warren, uh, interconference. Inter- so... Uh, you know, it, I don't know if there, there's a whole lot that we didn't know before because I think a lot of these MIC programs are sort of in a transition year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avon beating Ben Davis was not, or I'm sorry, Brownsburg beating Ben Davis is not like a huge upset or anything. Um, you know, I think the Fishers uh, North Central score was surprising. I was surprised anyway by that, 26 nothing at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, and then HSC uh, beating LC. I don't think that's any kind of a, of a huge surprise, but but you know. Just to throw it out, I mean, is there a reason for concern this year in the MIC, or do you think this is more of just a, uh, kind of what the matchups were in Week One? No, I, I think it is. I think it is it is a cause for concern, uh, mainly because of the manner in which uh, the MIC teams played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a lot of streaky quarterback play, mm-hmm. and, you, and in high school, you kind of go as your quarterback goes as well. So 
I when you, when you looked at the Fisher's North Central game, I mean, North Central had six six, six interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, I mean you can't have six interceptions <laughs> right. and win the game, and let alone maybe put any points on the board. And they mm-hmm. didn't. I mean they 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 went out there and got embarrassed at Lucas Oil Stadium in front of the crowd, and Fisher's team came out strong, and then. Hampton Southeastern comes in and, and, and takes down Lawrence Central. That was a game that was close, but Lawrence Central thought that they were going to turn the needle offensively now that uh, Jason Grace was there, and, and it looked almost uh, relatively similar to last year in, in, in terms of offensive production. So that's something that, that Lawrence Central is going to have to figure out as well. So uh, it, it, to me, it was just the manner and wit in which it happened. Uh, I think there's, there's some quarterback play that needs to, to tighten up in the mick, uh, there are some young guys that are that are getting their first time starts or or different program. It's just a different feel, but but there's some there's there's some things that are going to have to to get a little better in the mick. Uh, they they aren't maybe as a, as explosive all around as, as a conference offensively because of the inexperience at the quarterback yeah. position. And Carmel was another one, you know. To to yes, you know, even the the quality team you're playing in Trinity. It was surprising to see that score at halftime was was what it was and ended up being a was it forty two fourteen I think mm-hmm. or somewhere in that neighborhood so not a great showing uh, in week one for Carmel either and then Pike uh, you know maybe a minor surprise loses to Zionsville seventeen seven we knew you know Pike had, had you know they're going to have some struggles offensively this year I think a pretty good defense though so mm-hmm. uh, curious how the Red Devils uh, look uh, this week when they play Fishers uh, coming off that big win over North Central so. You know, as you look at the Mick this week, several more tests, you know, other than Center Grove even. You know, we mentioned Warren Central hosting Trinity. Uh, ben Davis will host Avon. That's a, that's a huge game for both teams. It's been a good rivalry game uh, the last few years. They used to play in the scrimmage before the season and then started playing uh, regular season games. And I thought Ben Davis, you know, was one of those teams they lost, but I was actually came away uh, maybe more impressed with the way they battled back in the second mm-hmm. half. and. Brownsburg looked like they could have kind of run away with that. Ben Davis kept kept playing and got it down to 29-24 uh, in the fourth quarter and just came a little bit short. But uh, curious how the Giants bounce back this week and play an Avon team that, that steamrolled uh, Columbus North and looks to be maybe as good as we thought they would be or maybe even slightly better than I thought going in. And I, I don't know how good Columbus North will be necessarily, right. but to take care of business like that, uh, this is no easy game for Ben Davis this week. No, but I think it's one that Ben Davis kind of needs right now. I mean, I know the regular season uh, is more so just about progression and getting better in the state of Indiana, but uh, for Ben Davis, this is one that it needs to be kind of a confidence boost for sure. I mean, that, that's a team that, that has to figure out a way to to get over the hump. I mean, last year they were in a lot of games that they just couldn't quite win this year. I mean, they, like you said, showed a lot of grit, came back against Brownsburg, but I think they need to kind of prove themselves that they can beat a top-tier team. Yeah, I would agree. That's a, it's going to be at Ben Davis this year, and uh, will be a tough test, no doubt. It should be a good game. I'm looking forward to find, seeing what happens in that one. Uh, North Central host uh, HSE. Again, North Central uh, not not a good not a good showing offensively at all. The, the good news is they played very well defensively, and uh, probably misleading. They gave up you know twenty six points because the defense uh, for for Fisher scored one of those touchdowns and just put the defense in a bad spot all all night long. So I think that's a winnable game for North Central uh, against HSC. But uh, HSC I think is better than they were last year as well. So uh, that sets up to be a pretty good game, I think. Uh, Logan, also curious to see, Brownsburg goes to Cincinnati, St. Xavier, and we never know for sure you know, how the out-of-state teams <laughs> match up, but yeah. we always know St. Xavier's good. I think Brownsburg coming off that Ben Davis win, 
uh, you know, they can start feeling like maybe, hey, we're maybe we're one of the best six A teams. Looking at the Mick trouble <laughs> that's going yeah. on uh, right now, I think they're legit. Uh, curious to see how they play this weekend, but uh, you know they they have a lot of good pieces there, and I've heard some things this week about you know kind of how they stacked up talent wise with Ben Davis w- was pretty positive. So you know I would say this is a good chance for Brownsburg. You don't lose anything necessarily uh, by losing this game, but a chance to you know maybe even prove yourself a little bit more. No, I, I think you're absolutely correct. Brownsburg and, and the rest of the teams in 6A should be looking around going, wow, the Mick's really struggling to score some points right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't win if you don't score points, so we, we have a chance. I mean, we, we definitely have a chance. It's, it's as open as it could ever be in uh, the 6A class. So uh, Brownsburg looked really good. We know that, that they're coming back. Uh, we've said it like kind of not maybe just some revenge, but some vengeance uh, after what happened last year, mm-hmm. how they were undefeated and then lost in sectionals, and the manner in which they lost as well. That if it feels like it, it should be their time, that they they're coming back, and it's not going to be a good year unless they make it to Lucas Oil Stadium. So after coming out and, and taking care of business against Ben Davis, you know they were in control that whole game for sure. Uh, this is a game going out there to to St. X. That St. X is always plays tough at home. It's mm-hmm. always you know a national team, a big powerhouse program. That it's only going to help you get better. It's only going to help you see different looks and see different schemes. And it's going to give those guys a fun time driving down to Cincinnati too. I mean, just you know the the, the camaraderie that comes with that. Yeah, I think that the non conference is a good a good move to play Ben Davis and St. Xavier for Brownsburg to uh, you know kind of prepare for what they might see in the in the tournament. Other uh, other big six A games uh, coming up. You know, Noblesville is at Carmel uh, in the Mick. Uh, Lafayette Jeff is at Lawrence Central. Lafayette Jeff uh, scored seventy four points. Seventy four sixty six. What a wild uh, game that was uh, with West Lafayette. They got the win. How many dunks were there? No, uh, yeah, I, I, I think so, someone posted the the score basketball score and the football was more than it was last year. So uh, that was incredible. Uh, I think thirteen hundred yards in, in that game combined. Unbelievable. Uh, and then Lawrence North, uh, Logan, interesting game. They haven't, you know, this is kind of a new non-conference game. They play Marion, who's ranked uh, number one in 4A. And Lawrence North, you know, they uh, handled Perry Meridian 55 nothing uh, last week and uh, you know, kind of did what we expected them to do in that game. And now a little bit more of a test, I think, against a Marion team that has a lot of good skill position players and can probably match up with them speed-wise in some areas. But, uh I don't know, good test for the Wildcats, and then, uh, you know, they get into their conference schedule after that. But, uh, you know, they're maybe one of the MIC teams that's that's better than they have been um, and, and maybe a good chance for them this week to kind of see where they're at. Absolutely, and and, and they, they took care of business last year against Pan-Meridian and kind of the non-conference schedule that they had, and I think they need to do the same this year to, to keep, keep the morale high and keep going into the season on a high note because – uh, I, said, I I really think this first week with the Mick going two and six, granted, you know, Warren and Center Grove faced each other, but I, I think that's going to boost some confidence of the schools around the Mick thinking anybody can truly beat mm-hmm. anyone on any given day. So I think Lawrence North right now uh, has a confidence to them that, that they believe that this could be their year to really break through. Uh, they, you know, you got to take it one game at a time, and I agree with you. I think Marion is going to provide – uh, a little more difficult challenge for the Wildcats, uh, especially with their speed on the perimeter. But I think this is a game that Lawrence North should win. I think they, they should win it uh, in flying colors as well. I mean, they should pass this test. But, uh, you, you know, you have to take it one game at a time. And I think Lawrence North is, is a team that, that could surprise some people. 
uh, later on in the season. Yeah, Donovan McCauley had a good first uh, night against Prairie Meridian, uh, but I watched some of the highlights, and those receivers were very wide open. So he, <laughs> he'll, he'll run into some more resistance, uh, I think, as the season goes along. Uh, but again, good. They, we knew going in they were going to be much better. Uh, one of the one of the games that uh, you know su- surprised me, Chittard, uh mm-hmm. really took it to Burbuff, forty nine fourteen, and they go to Northwood this week, kind of a long uh, road trip uh, to play one of the better teams in Class Four A. Uh, but man, Chittard, they look they definitely looked the part. Andrew Sawinski, you know, one of the better wide receivers in the area. That's uh, going to be a lot of fun. In a couple weeks they'll play Cathedral. And uh, they they will be looking for a second consecutive win over Cathedral, but this this Chitar team looks like they're the real deal. Absolutely, I mean it, it, it's a Chitar team that that is big up front, uh, quick on the outside, and, and have good leadership ability as well. And and like you said, maybe a little, a little surprising uh, the score in the first game for them there against Burbuff. I mean, we thought Burbuff was definitely uh, pr- could provide a better challenge for them, but maybe that just means Chittard is that good. Yeah. You know, that's the way you maybe have to look at that that uh that the scoreline and that Chittard is kind of the, the class of the of that that side. So uh, I think I think Chittard's gonna be a tough beat. Uh, when we've won the most state titles in the state of Indiana, it you know you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Tra- <laughs> tradition definitely on, on their side. And uh, that'll be an interesting game. Northwood is is perennially a, a very good team in northern Indiana and uh, will provide a good challenge uh, in that one. Westfield, some of the other games that'll be interesting, Westfield uh, goes to Decatur Central. And we mentioned the Mick kind of being down. The, the uh, HCC, you know, provided some of those losses for the Mick. And, uh, you know, I, a good first start, we mentioned Avon, Brownsburg, uh, you know, I think this Westfield team is better than they have been uh, in the past. And Decatur, maybe a little bit down, lost to Franklin Central uh, in week one. The offense kind of struggled a little bit in that game. But I don't think totally unexpected based off what they lost from last year's uh, 5A runner-up team. And Westfield be looking to avenge a loss to Decatur last year. This is kind of an interesting matchup just because we don't see these teams you know, play yeah. each other that much. And, uh, you know, I think that'll be a – I think this Westfield team may be a little bit under the radar. No, Westfield has definitely been a team that I have enjoyed kind of following along uh, in, in the rise of just the city of Westfield to the football program, how they kind of have climbed the ranks and climbed up to the top class and, and how they're they're progressing along. It's a team that reminds me a lot of last year's Zionsville team mm-hmm. uh, with their offensive firepower that they have. And they just seem to always find their way into a ball game. And, and they were very impressive uh, in taking down Decatur Central, like you mentioned. And, uh, it's a team that is only going to get better, I think, and it, they've been really fun to watch uh, with some of the some of their plays that they run, some of their schemes. I mean, it seems like there's always some sort of trickery that's involved uh, if, if you really pay attention to it. So uh, I really enjoy watching Westbrook. I've, I've enjoyed their rise, and I, I think they're still they're still on the come up. Yeah, Jake Gilbert's done a. It's it's you forget how long he's been there. I think eight or nine years now as coach, and uh, has a good, really good quarterback this year, Cam Simons, who uh, had a big game. Uh, in week in their week one victory, so that'll be that'll be one to watch. Uh, Lutheran plays Cardinal Ritter. That's a, that'll be an interesting game between a, one of the best Class One A teams in Lutheran and uh, Ritter got a good win over Monrovia last week. Uh, you know they had, they struggled a little bit last year, so uh, they're they're of course traditionally strong program looking to to make it back up. Uh, Martinsville goes to Bloomington South. Uh, that should be another good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing how you know throughout the year how Western Boone does too. They're they're uh, off to a one and zero start after that win over Sheridan. They play Western this week uh, on the road. But uh, you know, kind of looking through this, Logan, I, I you know more of the 
some of the better games are again in the in the six A class, uh, you know, locally. And then uh, you know, there's a handful of other good games. Uh, Lafayette Central Catholic goes to Garen Catholic. Garen got a good win last week uh, to start one and zero. Zionsville goes to Lebanon. Tech is at Brebuff Jesuit. Cascade at, at Beach Grove. So. You know, you got some good games throughout in some different classes, but you know, what kind of sticks? What are you kind of looking for? You know, as you get into week two, uh, what are you guys doing on the MIC Network this week? And then, kind of, you know, anything else you're looking for? Yeah, and this week on the MIC Network, we have uh, Warren Central at home against Louisville Trinity. We talked about that game. Uh, we're going to see how Warren Central progresses uh, with a week's prep and and how good is Louisville Trinity. Uh, we're going to find that out as well and, and kind of help us gauge. Uh, the Carmel Greyhounds as well after seeing Louisville Trinity live on the Mick Network Game of the Week Friday night. Uh, so that's going to be a fun one to follow as well. We talk about Center Grove and, and New Pal. I mean, I, that that's a game that that would be a lot of fun to go watch as well down south at Ray Skillen Stadium. You definitely want to check that one out. Um, and another team that comes to mind too, he mentioned it with Lafayette Jeff and Lawrence Central. Uh, that that's that's going to be that's going to be a big time game in the Mick. I think for Lawrence Central to get a bounce back, but. You know, see Lafayette Jeff put up that many points. Yeah. I mean, it, it maybe it just turns into a shootout, and I think both teams would would very much like that. So yeah. that that's going to be a fun game to wa- to watch as well. Yeah, there were several things from week one. You, you you don't know, you know, if they're real or if it's uh, another <laughs> team being down or you know what. So I think after after two weeks, maybe you have a better sense of of you know what's to come. You know, a team that I I think Fishers. You know, Fishers is a team that you know they're always they're always pretty good. You know, maybe this is. I, I'd like to find out a little bit more. They play p- at Pike this week, and uh, w- we'll maybe get a little bit t- tougher test uh, than they did in Week One. Uh, but curious how both those teams kind of look after two weeks. And, and but obviously the big one is New Pal Center Grove. Uh, at least that's the one I'll be at on Friday night. I've been looking forward to that game uh, for a long time, and I'm you know, just really curious to see how. Uh, you know, Center Grove comes out and plays in that game after, you know, they're in the midst of a you know, Warren, New Pal, Carmel. Uh, so you kind of forget, you know, that, man, you, you got a tough, you got beat up last week. You've got the Copper Kettle game coming next week. So this one kind of fits in the middle of that. And again, you know, credit to Center Grove for playing that game because they don't have to do that. But uh, it makes it a lot more fun for us who, who like <laughs> high school football and get to watch that game. Uh, so, so I'll be looking forward to that one. Uh, Logan will be at Louisville Trinity, uh, Warren Central, and uh, what do you think about that game? Any? Do you think do you think Warren's got a chance to to win that one? I mean, absolutely. I think anytime Warren plays at home, I think Warren has a, has an opportunity to win. I said I really like Randy Wells. I think Warren is going to find a way to run the ball against Trinity. That's something that that Carmel didn't have as much success with, except the exception of John Rogers, who really got things going there in the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. Carmel kind of had a, just a bad second quarter there, so if Warren Central limits their turnovers, uh, that that's going to be that's going to be the key to the game. I, I, but I think I don't think we're going to see another forty-two forty-one contest. That's what the score's been the last right. two years. Right. But I think this one could be more in the region of you know a twenty-four seventeen type game. Right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Again, we'll have our uh, Friday night lights. I should have mentioned that earlier. Our, our uh, Friday night lights show on uh, IndyStar.com, 7 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, that's a really cool. It's kind of like a, a NFL Red Zone type of uh, experience where they bounce around Justin Mack and, Ma- and uh, Matt Glenesque. 
uh, kind of bounce around game to game and then have, uh, you know, highlights and, and uh, you know, just updates from all those different games. And then uh, some in-studio stuff I'll be on uh, early in that show to kind of break down the week a little bit. Uh, so look forward to that and uh, check that out on Friday night if you're not at a game or if you want to check in while you're at a game. Uh, feel free to do that. But, uh, again, Kyle Nenner up here from the Indy Star. And uh, thanks again, Logan, for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next time on uh, the Preps Podcast.